And that's a tough assignment we see on the forgiving like a servant forgives. Everyone here probably already has it together in the arena of forgiving. Amen? Every time we have pain, forgiveness is in that arena. And how often do we have pain, Stump? Every day we've got it. So as a servant, I want to grow. I want to grow, and this is an arena that I really want to grow in, and that is forgiving like a servant. We're going to read in Matthew chapter 18, and I'd like for you to stand if you can. If you can't, that's all right too. And the reason why I'm asking to stand and show an honor and respect for the Word of God. Starting in verse 21, the parable of the unforgiving debtor. Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? All right, we've already got a problem, don't we? But notice the answer. Then he says, seven times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven can be a, compared to a king who decided to bring his accounts up to date with servants who had borrowed money from him. Raise your hand if you've ever loaned any money. You can put your hands down. We've either loaned or we've borrowed. And then what happened? You forget. <laughs> I'll pay you next. I'll pay you the next time I get a check. It's in the mail. We've got all these. But notice what's taking place here. So the forgiveness is only already getting tough, isn't it? In the process, in verse 24... One of his debtors was brought in who owed him millions of dollars. He couldn't pay, so his master ordered that he sold, that he be sold along with his wife, his children, and everything he owned to pay the debt. But the man fell down before his master and begged him, Please be patient with me, and I'll pay it all. Then his master was filled with pity for him. And he released him and forgave his debt. But when the man left the king, let me pause right there. The man left the king. I mean, we're not, we're not talking very length of time, are we? I mean, he's already forgiven his debt. He bowed down and said, hey man, forgive me. I pray, I'll, I'll have pity on me. But notice immediately what happens. He went to a fellow servant who owed him a few thousand dollars. We've got a million dollars, and he owes a $20 bill. He grabbed him by the throat and demanded instant payment. His fellow fell down before him and begged for a little more time. Be patient with me, and I'll pay it, he pleaded. But his creditor wouldn't wait. He had the man arrested, put in prison, until the debt could be paid in full. When some of the other servants saw this, they were very upset. They went to the king and told him everything that had happened. Then the king called in the man he had forgiven and said, You evil servant, I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? Then the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured 
until he had paid his entire debt. That's what my heavenly Father will do to you if you refuse, if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart. Have a seat, please. <clears throat> Tiferoni, I want you to never forget how much Jesus has forgiven you. And there's no way we can ever describe that. But we keep on listening to him. I was talking to one of my buddies a while ago, and I brought up the word listen. And he said, I don't listen. How come we don't listen? Why is it we don't listen? Does listening have anything to do with forgiving? Can it be the same ballpark? If I'm not listening as this man listened and he pled and the king said, your debt is clear. I wonder, did he hear that? You better hear. So we hear what we want to hear. Is that true? Because immediately he went out and, and what did he do? He, he hunted up the guy who owned him $20 bill. Hey, buddy. And grabbed him by the throat. How many times that you and I we didn't grab them by the throat. But how many times today in our, in our city in Tulsa, people are gunned down because of a debt? How often does that happen? And then they're trying to figure out what's going on, and then somebody gun them down, and it's exactly what happened in this situation. Didn't gun him down, but he threw him into prison. The other guy got thrown into prison and tortured can he pay back the millions while he's in prison? Can he do that, Bill? Not going to happen, is he? But every time forgiveness occurs, it's usually out of the pain or out of the womb of pain. And there's pain taking place. And this servant and this servant right here, as I need to, learn the avenue of forgiveness. And the reason why I say that, because if I'm not forgiving, then guess what? Guess what the family members are? Hatred, anger, resentment. And I'm going to get even because I haven't forgiven. And since I'm not forgiving, I've got hatred built up in my heart. How many times you guys, how many times you've had allergies and your head feels like it's a balloon? Because of the allergies eating you up. That's the way our life is when I haven't forgiven because in my head is all encased with hatred and resentment and bitterness and revenge, and I'm going to seek who I can what? And how many times we'll walk into where we work or walk into our family, and the kids say, don't talk to dad, don't talk to mom, don't say anything to them because they are... Does it have anything, and I believe it has to do with... Jesus says seven, Peter said seven times, Jesus said it is unlimited. It's not the seven times seven, it's the unlimited that I get to forgive. Because whenever I stand at the foot of the cross, how much have I been forgiven there? Katie and Jeff, have I been forgiven anything at the cross? But then I won't forgive this other guy, and I'm adding him up because in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 it says, love doesn't keep record of what? Wrongs. So if I love that guy enough, then I'm not going to keep that record. 
because I've already forgiven that debt because he's already forgiven my debt and I'm thankful for him forgiving my debt. Amen? How powerful is that? During Peter's time, the scribes and the rabbis would always say, I've forgiven you one time, R.C. I've forgiven you two times, R.C. And a third time, I'm going to knock you out. That's the way it was in that day. And they didn't understand the forgiveness, the unlimited amount. That's why I love the scenes that we see of Jesus. And he's always, when he's on the cross, how is he? And there's the beauty of him wrapping, wrapping his arms around us. And he says, Father, forgive them. Father, forgive them. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they. So what keeps me from serving? What keeps me from being that forgiver? Don't blame. Don't make any excuses, big bad. So because of my human nature, I'm not going to let you forgive me, Jesus. Does that cut it? So I get to surrender and I get to submit, don't I? And that submitting and that surrender is that easy. Right now it's easy in here, isn't it? But, but see, the west side can have bad thoughts about the east side, and the east side have bad thoughts about the west side, and mess up with the downtown, and everybody walks away from here how? No forgiving hearts. And how fast did it take for that to happen? Just a look. But man, the, the joy that this lady's brought us and Sprout spending time sharing the word, the book, the gospel of Mark and sharing and listening and learning and showing up and showing up and showing up. How many years? And then she finally said, I'm ready. And going through the tough times and she said, I'm ready. And then her son, how many mothers can have a son sit there beside a mother and said, I'm proud of my mom? Man, what a fantastic testimony. But you know what? God has plans for old Sebastian, doesn't he? So God's going to lay it on him more. And the, the, the old lady was sitting beside her. Her name's Purple. Some people call her something else. I think he called her Violet. But her mom told me to call her Purple. I don't know what the deal is that. But as long as you and I are breathing, somebody's going to offend us. Is that true, Becker? You ever get offended right, right around the corner over there? And as long as we're breathing, we're going to offend somebody else. Blondie and I have been married August, Lord willing, be 55. Double nickel. Lord willing, double nickel. You think I, I never offended her. You're going to believe this one. I never offended her today. You'll believe that part. Haven't yet. Mountain man doing pretty good. But what happens? Because she doesn't keep any records of wrongs. Because she loves me anyway. She knew that God had big plans for us together as we serve and love and honor. And it takes time to love, doesn't it? And to build and build that. Because as Jesus shares that powerful story, so it's not about, I really want to leave you with three words that we find in verse 27. 27, the compassion of the king. Amen. The compassion of our Lord. And the second one, what do you think the second one is? He released him. He released him, man. You don't have to worry about that debt. He released him totally. He didn't say, hey, I'm going to watch you and see if you've got any extra money, and I'm going to come after it. He didn't say any of that, did he? 
You know, we can read anything we want to in there, but he released him. What's the third one that we love? We love all, all of them. The forgiveness. Man, I love to be forgiven, don't you? I love to be forgiven when somebody says, Hey, Babbitt, why'd you bring Hey, Babbitt, why'd you bring it up for? I thought, hey, we've already dealt with that. I already told you to forget it. And then we bring it back up. We bring it back up ourselves, don't we? Instead of saying, Lord, thank you. Thank you. Now I get to serve as a giver. I'm going to read Colossians chapter 2, 13 and 14. And as a memory verse a while ago, which is powerful, and old Daylene read, You were dead because of your sins. And because your sinful nature was not yet cut away, then God made you alive with Christ, for he forgave all our sins. He canceled. And I love that next line. He canceled the record. You see that? He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the what? How many times there may be somebody in here that has stood before a judge? And you wanted that judge to forgive you and your slate to be clean. Right here is where it comes clean. Now we get to walk in the light and we get to love like him even though I've offended somebody, I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better. And there's the joy because he canceled the debt. I love the story that old uh, Chuck Swindoll tells about a guy in Chicago. You probably heard this story 100 years ago, but we're going to share it again. This guy's attending school. He wants to become a minister. And so during the summer, he wants to get a job, maybe an internship somewhere where he can serve and learn some things that God will teach him during that time, learn some humility to teach some other folks and really a time that will be God-honored. He can't get a job, and so it's getting close to the summer, and he said, man, I need a job. So he starts, he gets desperate. Maybe not desperate, but he thinks it's desperate. So he looks in the paper, he looks up all the want ads, and they're hiring bus drivers in Chicago, specifically South Chicago. If you know anything about Chicago, South Chicago, the DHS will not go in there. They won't go in there. But if they do, they're going to have to take an army tank. They're going to have to. It's tough. They may be doing it now, but I've, I know it is, it is a tough situation. So he, he signs up. He becomes a bus driver in South Chicago. First couple of weeks, it's going great. Man, he's enjoying it. But then on a Friday, some clowns get on. And he could tell these guys are trouble. So they, they cruise around. The language is not any good. But on top of that, they don't pay. So he, Monday rolls around. The same clowns get on. They again don't pay. So it goes on for a couple of weeks and they don't pay. And he gets sick and tired of that. But he knows he can't handle them physically to shut them down. So he sees a popo police officer over there. So he pulls up there by a police officer and gets out and asks him to get on the, on the bus, get those guys to pay. They paid. But then he drove on and he lets the policeman out of the bus. That's when this guy said, the lights went out. Not talking about the lights on the bus. He got knocked out. He didn't know what hit him. 
lost all the money. His head is about that big, swollen from being beat up. His eyes are almost shut. He lost a bunch of teeth. His body's in a mess. He's mad. He checks the bus in early. He's thinking about quitting. He goes back to his one-room apartment. And he's laying there on that cot. And he's looking up and said, God, is this, is this really what you want to do? I think I'll quit my job. Where, where are you in this situation? And he kept on, he's getting mad. He's got bitterness in there because of what happened to him. Those guys wouldn't pay. Where's the honesty? And all this is going on. You know how our mind travels. All this is happening with him. And he goes to thinking. I'm going to go to the police station. I'm going to help the police uh, round up these guys, see if we can't find them and get them before the judge. So he rounds up four or five of them and gets them before the judge. And he's listening to the sentence because these guys are going to do some prison time, jail time, because they stole and it's going to be serious. And this guy's sitting there thinking. He's thinking. Pretty soon he, he, said, he interrupts the judge and he says, Your Honor, I'd like to make a response. So the guy starts talking. He says, Your Honor, I'd like for you to tally up and add up all the jail time that these guys are going to have to spend. And he said, I'll go to jail for them and you let them go. And the judge said, uh, That's never happened before. You're out of order. And the, and the young man said, Yes, it has happened before. And it happened on the cross of Calvary when he cleaned the slate clean, when he wiped out all our sins, when he died, whenever they pierced in his side and the blood came forth and that was a change. He said, I'm doing this for mankind, for the world to know of a risen Savior. And we talked about, R.C. talked about that risen Savior. Sprout been talking about and leading up to the, to the cross of Calvary and what happened on the cross. And he said it happened 2,000 years ago. He didn't serve time, but that young man started a ministry with other young men who also were climbing buses in other parts of the city and were not paying. And he'd already converted three or four of those guys. And he started a, a young men's ministry teaching those guys because guess what they didn't have? They didn't have somebody to come along and say, man, you're important, you're valuable, you're needed, you're significant. And you see the joy of, of what's happened on the cross of Calvary. Man, what a great testimony. Because whenever I realize how much God has forgiven me, and I think about, because I don't deserve, I don't deserve, and I'll never deserve. But Jesus thinks I deserve, and that's what counts. Amen? Amen. He thinks I count. He thinks he knows we count. Amen? Since he knows we count, that makes me a different person. I get to walk different. I get to talk different. I listen different, and I, I share differently. Why? Because I'm forgiven, and therefore I get to forgive others because he's already forgiven me. Let's pray. God, thank you for forgiveness. God, we, we take it for granted too often. I just wish, I pray that we could witness what happened this morning with Tiferoni of a lady making that commitment of being baptized into Christ and telling the world 
who she belongs to, who she's serving, who she's loving, who she's being about, and how her life is already changing and how you're going to continue to walk with her because of her walk with you. God, many of us in here have already made that commitment, but sometimes we may have some hatred and revenge and sometimes we don't have very much forgiveness. God, help us to be men and women of faith men and women of forgiveness that honor you. Thank you, God, for another chance to represent you today. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.